0: Morning Rundown, business first with Angela Miles.
1: Hello on this Thursday, I'm Angela Miles on the floor of the Chicago Board Options Exchange. Coming up in our show today, Mad Money, popular online dating site Match.com opens for trading today. Movies and money, the Hunger Games are back while our critic predicts a big win at the box office this weekend. Dinner dollars feast your eyes on the lower cost of dishing up a Thanksgiving meal. Plus, shopping stocks. The top retail companies traders are buying and selling now. Those stories are on tap for today. On the economic calendar, watch for initial jobless claims, Philadelphia Fed survey, leading indicators, and natural gas inventories. And then on the earnings calendar, it's Best Buy, Gap. Alta, JM Smucker, Autodesk, and Workday coming in with earnings news. In market action on Wednesday, a solid rally with stocks soaring as the Fed meeting minutes point to a December rate hike. In our Trader Rundown this morning, Mark Sebastian of Option Pit Mentoring joins us. And Mark, it looks like the Fed is ready to make a move. We had the Fed Minutes come out yesterday in the trading session. And it looks like the December hike is on.
2: Yeah, the December hike is on. It's obviously still data dependent. Sure. And um, you know, we had that huge, huge, huge non-farm number from November. So it'll be interesting to see. I think this December payroll number is going to matter for November. Very much. uh, Because... If that was an anomaly or if things are revised sharply downward, uh, if there is no follow-up to that, uh, I think the Fed is inclined to hold off just because inflation is still non-existent. But assuming that it's in line, you know, growth of near 200,000 jobs, not a huge lo- uh, revision downward uh, from November's report, then I think we could see absolutely the Federal Reserve raise rates, which would be a good thing because then at least we have some clarity. Which has been the number one issue for the last three months: total lack of clarity.
1: So true. The market hates uncertainty. So how do you come into the trading day on this Thursday? What's your strategy?
2: Well, as I look at things, I think that uh, it's going to be definitely the trend is your friend. So uh, pretty strong day yesterday. Will be interesting to see if I'm getting some follow-through this morning um, in the S&P, in volatility, in VIX. Uh, I'm likely to kind of jump on board that train uh, if things turn around, which is entirely possible because obviously the Fed can never make it easy. They can't just come out and say, yeah, we're gonna raise rates. They have to leave a little bit of, of mystery out there for everybody. Uh, if, if that happens then and things turn around then uh, I, I maybe I'm gonna trade for from the short side and volatility going up. Remember, despite all of the you know all that's happened, we're exactly where we were a week ago except for one thing. The VIX is now two points higher.
1: There you go. And you're right, the Fed is known for its creative language.
2: Yeah, exactly. Otherwise known as opaqueness.
1: Okay, there you go. Any stocks you're liking here? Yeah. You know, you
2: I, you know um, Walmart okay. has been, it got so beaten down. They've been so smart about how they initiated their buyback. Uh, that's a name that I think is, is going to continue to move higher as uh, I think people are starting to buy into the turnaround plan. Good to have you here, Mark. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
1: Topping our news, a pair of highly anticipated IPOs hit the market today, Match.com and Square. Match.com, a popular online dating site, along with Tinder, could be valued around $3 billion. Mobile payments company Square is setting up for a $4 billion valuation. Tech IPOs are down 53% compared to last year. Target is losing its aim with investors. Shares plummeted more than $3 yesterday after the company reported slow sales. Still, Target CEO says he's confident about the retailer's holiday strategy to attract shoppers. Now, over to CME Group for today's Trader Tip.
0: Hello, traders. Here is the tip of the day. My name is Todd Horowitz from BubbaTrading.com, and my tip for you today is simply this. When you're watching markets, there are different things that you look for. For example, if we go back to last Sunday night, we had the terrorist attack on Friday, which came right at the close of the market. Nobody really saw this unless you were looking for it. But markets in the aftermarket sold off very heavily. In fact, the SPY, the spiders, had sold off the equivalent of another 20 S&P points. While well, nobody paid attention, but the biggest thing to pay attention to is on Sunday night when the futures market opened. They opened down about 16 to 18 points, right around 2,000. Proceeded to make a little bit of a, more of a low, but then they stopped. And all of a sudden, when they stopped, that was assigned to you as a trader that if I'm short, maybe it's time to cover. If I'm looking for a spot to get in, this is probably a reason to buy. Because what happens is all of this, it stopped out of clear blue, out of a panicky market that should have gone much lower, and all of a sudden it stopped going down. That's a sign that you want to look to get in. The same thing happens when you get to, a to- up top of a market. If there's every reason we should be going up, but we stopped going up, it's a reason to look to maybe take some profit. And those are just simple little tricks that you should learn as you're watching and observing markets. That's my tip of the day. This is Todd Horowitz from BubbaTrain.com, coming in from the floor of the CME Group in Chicago.
1: Thank you very much, Todd. Union workers at Ford are voting on a contract. The vote wraps up Friday and it's facing rejection at two plants already. Here's more.
3: Union workers at two key Ford Motors plants surprisingly voted to reject a new contract offer. The vote means the national contract likely won't be ratified. The contract provided real job security and was considerably more generous than anything seen from GM or Fiat Chrysler. Workers, however, believe they can get a better deal. Lowe's is basking in a strong recovery in the housing market as more Americans fix up their homes. The company posted earnings that beat Wall Street expectations by 12 cents. Revenue increased to $14 billion from $13 billion a year earlier. Wet weather has put a damper on new housing numbers. Housing starts plunged in October to a seven-month low. Groundbreakings dropped 11 percent, according to the Commerce Department. However, October was the seventh straight month of more than a million starts. The longest stretch since 2007. Also of note is the number of permits issued. That number surged 4.1%.
1: Investors ripped off by Bernie Madoff are continuing to get some of their money back. Yesterday, two judges approved a $1 billion payout to victims. Madoff is serving a 150-year prison sentence for operating a Ponzi scheme. Coming up... Hungry for a good movie? Our critic has a blockbuster suggestion. Plus, the celeb behind the sweet potato pie that's a sellout at Walmart. And will Best Buy be a Best Buy after earnings? Stay with us to check out those reports coming up on Business First AM. Welcome back. This could save you time and money. Personal finance site WalletHub looked at the nation's 30 biggest retailers to scope out which ones are offering the best Black Friday deals. Looking for toys? WalletHub says to head to Belk's department stores, which comes in as the best place to buy toys. Appliances? Then your best bet is Sears. J.C. JCPenney comes in as having the top overall discount rate at 68%. The worst is Costco, with a meager 20 percent 20% overall discount rate, but then again you are buying in bulk. Martha Stewart is attempting to bulk up her business on Amazon. Here's more.
3: Martha Stewart is leaving eBay in favor of Amazon. The domestic diva so-called American-made store is heading to Amazon's new handmade marketplace. The new Amazon initiative is being called an Etsy killer by some analysts. Stewart launched her specialty store on eBay's site back in 2013, but told the New York Times that Amazon's scale convinced her to make the
4: jump. Whoa, yeah! That's turned into Patty. You turned into Patty after eating this.
3: Singer Patty LaBelle is all of a sudden known as much for her sweet potato pie as her singing. LaBelle partners with Walmart on the pies after a fan post on YouTube video praising and singing about the pies. Over the weekend, the pies were selling at the rate of one per second. It would take two million pounds of sweet potatoes, according to Walmart, to get the pies back on store shelves.
1: Now for a look at how much it will cost you to get that Thanksgiving meal together, Jack Scoble is joining me now and everybody's hoping for a big feast, of course, but what will those prices look like? Let's start with turkey. How are turkey prices doing, Jack?
5: Well, the turkey prices have actually been down a little bit this year. It looks like it's going to be a good year. And In fact, when you look at the whole uh, list, as is, uh, is I found a list from the Texas Farm Bureau, they said that uh, for the second year in a row, we're going to have lower costs for the Thanksgiving dinner, which is great news for everybody.
1: That is good news. So let's say you have a group of ten companies over, how much can you expect to spend?
5: You can expect to spend just under $50, and uh, I don't know what your taxes are at home, but uh, assuming that the sales taxes aren't too high, the basic cost would be just under $50, just a touch under what it was a year ago, about uh, just about less than 1%, but still, it's a little bit less.
1: How about that stuffing that goes into the turkey?
5: Well, the stuffing, uh, in fact, just about every category, the turkey itself was down a little bit, the stuffing was down, cranberries were down. you look at it, we've had agricultural prices generally heading low over the last year. So the cost of feeding that turkey, the cost of producing the cranberries, the cost of the wheat for the stuffing, everything's down a little bit and it looks like that's uh, filtering down to the retail level.
1: Same story for milk.
5: Yes, absolutely. The milk was uh, the milk is now actually a lot cheaper and we've seen that in our Dairy Futures contract. Uh, the milk has really kind of been almost cut in half there. And we're seeing that at the retail level too, down about, uh, I think about 30, 35 cents.
1: A lot of people like dessert, so there's going to be a lot of pie making. But about pies?
5: Well that kind of depends. That's where you might see a little bit more and it depends on what kind of pie you like if you're doing the pumpkin pie looks like that will come in just a little bit less but if you're going to do something like pecan pie pecans are actually higher priced because of the drought in california that we've seen over the last year they're up about 10 11 so if you might pay a little bit more to get that nice pecan pie maybe it's better to stick with the pumpkin
1: ah so pumpkin will be less expensive than the pecan pie absolutely all right so what about eggs though what's going on with eggs jack
5: you know, the egg market has been uh, has been just kind of a steady market over the past year, I think. Uh, we don't really have such a futures contract for it. You mm-hmm. have to keep an eye on the cash prices. But the uh, the eggs uh, have been, have the, the egg production has been very, very strong in the, in the past year. And the prices seem to have been holding steady to maybe just a uh, tad bit lower. That's not really part of the dinner per se, but uh, I'll be having it for the breakfast that morning anyway. So <laughs> hey, what I the like heck? doubled
1: eggs. There well, you go. A little hors- right?
5: bit of orange and uh, you can probably spend a little less on that. Maybe just a touch less on that mayonnaise for the deviled eggs as well.
1: Jack, good to have you here. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm hungry.
5: I am too. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Coming up next, it's movies and money. Find out why popcorn machines will be in overdrive this weekend as the new Hunger Games hits the silver screen. Plus, in stocking up, why the options market is bearish on Best Buy. Business First AM will be right back. A potential blockbuster is about to hit the box office this weekend. Our movie critic is here to get the job done and tell us if these <laughs> films are worth your money. Good to have you here. Thank Eric. you. So let's start by taking a look at the Hunger Games Mockingjay J2.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 76th Hunger Games.
1: We got one shot.
5: Let's make it count.
1: What do you think,
4: Eric? <laughs> well, I think it's a. a the, the Hunger Games has been a really terrific series. Um, it's been full of really grand ideas. It's more than just, you know, love triangles and revenge and things like that. They're really interesting ideas throughout the whole series. And this final of uh, Mike, Mike and J Part 2 really sort of brings it all home for everyone.
1: You had a chance to see it. And do you mm-hmm. think it's worth the 8 or 10 <laughs> or 11 that people will be paying?
4: I absolutely do. I mean, anyone who's you know, followed the Hunger Games series is going to be very satisfied with how this wraps up. It's very faithful to the book. And. Most most importantly, Lionsgate is going to be very happy to have this, this film on the books. The Hunger Games is going to be like a tsunami of cash coming their way. The Hunger Games series has done $2.3 billion worldwide. That's a, that's a half a billion dollars more than the Twilight series did uh, after three films. And this uh, final installment will probably put it over $3 billion worldwide. A
1: tsunami of cash, yes. Eric. What happened to Spectre then? How is that doing?
4: It's doing very well. Um, it, it held up very well in a second week of release in the U.S. Uh, and it's done over 550. 50 million dollars worldwide. The international dollars are, have been huge for Spectre. Sony's very happy with the numbers. We've mentioned it should do at least 750 million. It should pass that with no problem and probably would get somewhere, you know, at least in the vicinity of a billion dollars.
1: Now let's take a look at the night before.
4: Gentlemen, this is our last Christmas together.
1: Isaac sacrificing
3: his own life. This is for you. A
4: Wu-Tang Wednesday?
3: And Chris is just too famous.
1: It's going to be the best night of our lives. So this is a Christmas-themed film.
4: <laughs> it's a uh, rated Christmas-themed film for, ah. for the adults in the audience. And uh, it's another Seth Rogen film. It's a re-pairing with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and director Jonathan Levine. It did a really terrific movie a few years ago cool. called 50-50 that people should absolutely check out. This one is much more broader. It's definitely much more of a comedy than a drama the way that film was. Did it make you laugh? It did. It actually made me laugh quite a bit. Um, I think uh, it has sort of the right level of sweetness that a lot of the Seth Rogen films like Superbad and uh, Even This is the End have had in the past Uh, Maybe not as good as those films Um, There is some slapsticky stuff that doesn't exactly work, but the movie keeps you laughing uh, pretty consistently throughout the film. Seth Rogen is high for the entire movie, so (laughs) if you want to see a really weird Seth Rogen performance, you're going to get it in this movie, and I think you know 100 minutes of laughter, comedies are going to be in very short supply this season, only the sisters Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and then Daddy's Home with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, those aren't coming out to December 18th and 25th, so people will have something to laugh at with the night before for a while. All
1: right, we're also taking a look at the secret in their eyes. We've had multiple leads. They've all been false alarms. And just dies a little bit every single time. I don't have the stomach to watch him walk away again. Maybe we go about this a little less Officially. Now this is a thriller.
4: It's a thriller, and it's a remake of the the actually the Oscar winner for best foreign language film of 2009, uh, and this is a remake with uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Julia Roberts, and Nicole Kidman. So it has, and director Billy Ray has done some really great films like Shattered Glass and Breach. So it has a really good pedigree to it. I've not had a chance to see this film yet. Uh, it's being released by a new distributor called STX Entertainment, mm-hmm. who had kind of a small little hit uh, this past summer with a movie called The Gift with Jason Bateman and Joel Edgerton. Um, I don't think they're going to have quite the level of success. With this this one, uh, it hasn't really been advertised as well. I mean, it's probably ten to one. You've seen advertisements for night night before and Hunger Games versus this one. So expect a very low number this weekend for this movie. And your pick would be? Well, the Hunger Games is going to blow everything out of the water this weekend. Probably okay. probably do better than the last one. The Twilight uh, film, the last Twilight film, and the last Harry Potter film when they split those films into part one and part two, saw a little bit of spike in the part two. I think you're going to see the same thing with the Hunger Games.
1: Eric, thanks so much for being here. And Eric will be back with us next week to set up the holiday box office, so some terrific films to look forward Lots to. Lots of
4: good stuff. Star Wars, Quentin Tarantino, David O. Russell, a lot of really great stuff to look forward to.
1: Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Still to come, big boxing. A trader gives his take on Best Buy and Gap stores ahead of the Black Friday shopping extravaganza. Business First AM continues after this. In Stocking Up, James Molly of Option Hacker joins me now. Always good to have you on the show, James. Always good to be here. We're doing the big boxing today. Let's talk about Best Buy. Earnings coming out today,
6: but where do you see the stock going? Right, so the stock actually spent most of yesterday's session trading higher, and one thing that we've noticed is that traders that are trading stocks ahead of earnings this quarter have been wrong more often than not. So stocks that have been trading higher going into the report have sold off 80% of the time, and stocks that have been trading lower going into the report have rallied 80% of the time. So I'm actually expecting expecting Best Buy to move lower here. It does tend to rally on earnings day, and I usually try not to fight those historical trends. But one of the things that we're looking at here is a pretty serious breakdown in the technicals in Best Buy. Stock is trading well below serious support levels that we flag, and according to metrics that we look at, big money is net short shares coming into this event. So that tells us that they're not expecting good numbers out of Best Buy at all. So people are shorting ahead of the earnings. Right, absolutely. And what's interesting to see is that as the stock moved higher, the large block trades that were coming in were for short shares, so big money was selling into that move higher in yesterday's session, positioning themselves today.
1: And what is the options market saying about Best Buy going into Friday?
6: So the options market is implying a relatively large move in the stock here, and what we're looking for is a downside move um, to around the $28 region in the stock, and that would represent around a 10.5% move to the downside, which wow. actually isn't that far outside of what okay. the historical averages would suggest. So I'll be looking for a downside target on Friday's close of around that level.
1: Let's take a look at Gap. Now, this stock has really had its troubles. What do you think about
6: Gap? Right, so Gap Stores sets up, in my mind as well, for a bearish play ahead of earnings here, although this time we have the historical movement backing that up. Stock moves on average around 2.5% on earnings day and typically sells off rather than rallies. Again, big money does appear to be short shares net-net going into the event, so I would again expect the stock to be moving lower. Now, the options market is implying a relatively large move here relative to to that historical move. 2.5% is the average, 6% is what we're looking for this time. So what I'll be looking for is a move to the downside in GPS. In terms of playing it, I'm not quite sure exactly how to approach this just yet because that move is so large. So one thing I might consider doing is putting on some type of spread or strategy that would fade the size of that move but still have a little bit of a downside
1: James, when you see the options market predicting a maybe 6% move up or down off of earnings, What is that telling you? Why why are people really concerned or nervous about Gap?
6: Right. So it's not just Gap. If we take a look at a lot of the retailers that have reported this week, the moves have been very expensive, and the expectations in general have been for outsized moves. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way that we've seen the different uh, components of this sector kind of diverge here. You know, we saw a huge move higher in Walmart and Home Depot this weekend, but the apparel store, the apparel stocks, um, uh, Macy's, Nordstrom, all of those have been incredible weak on earnings so I think it's pretty clear here that we're seeing a breakdown in the correlations inside of the sector and I think that's why there's so much uncertainty and then therefore higher expected moves this time around James thank you so much we appreciate you thank you
1: if you ever miss our show you can always find us on Facebook at business first a.m. and on YouTube at business first with Angela miles and we always appreciate when you subscribe like and share our show coming up tomorrow it's top that trade the best trader game show on tv probably the only one as well thanks so much for watching today from all of us at business first a.m have a great thursday Keep in mind, investment recommendations, ideas, and opinions presented on Business First AM are solely those of the traders, hosts, analysts, and experts, and do not reflect the recommendations or opinions of Business First AM, its owners, any television broadcaster, social media site, website, or podcast. You should be cautious about any and all investment recommendations presented on Business First AM and should consider the source of any advice on investment selection. Various factors, including personal, or corporate ownership may influence the opinions and investment recommendations of traders, hosts, analysts, and experts quoted on Business First AM. You should not treat any recommendation or opinion expressed on Business First AM as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular trading strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. If you rely on these opinions and recommendations, you do so at your own risk. The opinions expressed on Business First AM do not take into account your individual investment objectives or financial needs and are not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned on this program. In addition, you are reminded that any investment past performance is no guarantee or indicator of future performance. Okay, great.
0: Thank you. Please drop by.